Oh man, I just love it out here on this uh, fishing boat. Hey buddy boy, throw me that anchor so we can uh, put the boat right here. Uh, this is going to be a good spot for us to do some fishing. Yeehaw! Hey, speaking of anchors, by the way, if you guys want to make an amazing podcast, all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeehaw! Hey, buddy, give me a beer so I can drink this. With a, ho, 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 this is some good stuff here. Yeehaw! Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm intrigued. I, I did seen... watch it. I didn't. I didn't. I think I got a call or something. I didn't have time to comment on it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it looks funny, it and looks that's kind good. of the vibe. That's kind of the vibe of of Love Hard too. It's kind of like, it, okay, yeah. yeah. And so, but I mean, that looks like a great movie. And I just happened to be like this morning. I was like, oh crap! I got to get prepared for the these new movies that are going to be coming, you know, out to recommend. And then I thought I was trying to think of it because. So the the thought process that I had was that I was going to talk about like, um, for example, uh, Die Hard and Gremlins and uh, Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. And I was going to throw in like some um, unique things about those movies that maybe not everybody knows. Mm. And then um, one other thing that I was going to throw in about Home Alone uh, was that... Um, in Dallas, there's a, a couple that has a uh, these Airbnb houses, and one of their houses is Home Alone themed. It's uh, and so I, I went to it. Right, My, our our family went to it, and it's got you go into it, and it's got the I mean, like you walk into it's got the like the um, oh the golfer statue out front. You you walk inside in the den. It's got the Michael Jordan thing and. The <laughs> It's got nice. the micro machines. It's got the furniture. It's got the the red chair. They have. They even have um, a local. They put twenty dollars on the on the coffee table, and they tell you to order a pizza from the local uh, pizza place, and they deliver the pizza. You know, <laughs> and you pay with the cash, right? And then in the kitchen or in the dining room, they have the macaroni and cheese, and I mean, it's set up just like it. And then they have. In the hallway, they have the paint cans that are hanging on strings, and the in the bedroom they have the um, like the the twin or the bunk beds, and I mean they've got everything. They've got the tarantula, they've got the case, they've got it's just a whole experience. But and I thought that would be cool to add to like you know talking about Home Alone, um, and then but they also have not on this topic, but they also those that couple also has a like a Back to the Future house and a um, Saved by the Bell house. So I was you know just cool stuff like that. But the, but the, but my thought process was if it's a movie that I've just seen and that we're telling somebody to see, or if it's a and, and that's what I was trying to get because I didn't know exactly what you were referring to. If you were referring to uh, trailers that look good that come out between now and Christmas to watch or movies that came out that you just saw that you need to watch that you want to watch it because it's in the Christmas season and you want to watch it with your family or, you know, I was just trying to, to figure yeah. out everything so that I could be on the same page. 
is what yeah. you're wanting to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think I just, I, when I was like trying to write out my five favorite Christmas movies, I was like, these are movies that everyone has seen. <laughs> I can't think of anything like unique and interesting to say about them. Also, I, I think I had like a top six and I was like, I couldn't figure out which one to cut. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, so there are, so I just felt like there were more. Um, so I want to talk only about movies that I've seen. Um, so I don't want to recommend anything I haven't, haven't seen yet, um, which right. is funny. I'm going to watch Die Hard tomorrow night with a friend. So I'm with, for the first You've time. You've never so. seen Die Hard? <laughs> no. No way. Um, but I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Okay. And, um, so anyways, I just want to be able to like bring something new to the table instead of like going through all my favorite scenes from Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> I was going to bring that one up. You know, that was one I was going to bring up. And you know, the other one I was going to bring up as, as was my, um, was the Emmett Otter uh, Christmas one. Have you seen that one? Uh. Oh my gosh, man. The, um, <clears throat> let me see if I can uh, find it. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I it's, do not. I, I. It's called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah. And man, it is the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, at least when, you know, when you're a kid, it, you know, it's just um, and I don't know how it would come across to our listeners. Right. But what's so cool about it is that. Like there's this really um, emotional kind of song with the the mother and the son when they're uh, riding on this boat on the lake and um, they're delivering the laundry. She cleans laundry for folks. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one that's got like a uh, it's called um, Ain't No Hole in the Wash Tub. And there's um, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's river bottom. Let's see. There's like, there's one that's got like a snake and a bear and I'll see if I can play some of this stuff for you. Um, but it's like the coolest stuff for when you, you know, it, I don't know. It might bring back the kid memories for folks, but, Oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to have to unplug my, a long way, let's see. Yes, can you hear that at all? Yeah. So you've got, so you got like a bear in like a, I don't know. He's got a cape on and glasses. You've got, there's a fox and there's a frog and there's a snake. And but it's got some crazy corny music, but it just brings back cool memories of when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. But anyway, you just have to see some of that. Um, uh, yeah. So wait, are you recommending it? I think I would recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, um, the, the other thing that, uh, because the another, the other thing that I grew up on was um, the, like you're talking about the Muppets, right? And um, there's a song, um, what is it called? Um, Half a Penny, or do you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, let me see if I can find it. Half a Penny. 
I don't want to sing it because I think I'll be out of key on this song. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's see. Oh, and you know the uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a uh, okay. So they've got the Twelve Days of Christmas. That's always a good one, right? The yeah. Muppets, the Twelve Days of Christmas, and but there was uh let's see miss piggy what is it um can you hear this am i supposed to hear it out of here that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Place to put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, then a half penny you'll do. If you haven't got a half a penny, God bless you. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So that's I thought about that one too. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, but anyway, well, I mean, it sounds like this is going to be a lot of fun. I guess we just need to kind of narrow it down maybe a little bit. So I was, think I was thinking as far as the structure goes, mm -hmm. we could, we can have an intro. And I, I watched, I watched part of that video that you sent me about main creating and maintaining structure. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, and this is our first one, so it'll be a little bit experimental, but like, you know, having creating an opening, like a welcome, introducing ourselves, etc. And then I thought we could kind of, you know, explain what we're doing, rec make, making our recommendations for Christmas movies to watch this year, and then kind of take turns, like going through our top five. So like, I'll do my, or whatever, whoever goes first, one of us will go num our number five, the other person will go their number five, and then we'll kind of talk about it in between. Mm -hmm. um, and then just like go down the list. And um, and, you know, of course, we'll have conversation about them um, as we go and then and, you know, ask each other questions and things. And then I was trying to think of like a, a way to wrap it up. Um, like for this episode, but also just like as a template for moving forward. And what I was kind of thinking of was like. And I don't know that we're always going to be making recommendations, but I was kind of thinking like at the end, one, like I'll say like, or you'll say, or I'll say like, do you want to, are you going to watch it? <laughs> you know, like, Did I convince you or whatever? And then the other person be being like, yes or no. Or like, you know, what, what of my lists are you going to watch now? Or, you know, or vice versa. Right. Right. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. So something I like, like that. that, something to like bring structure and bring bring things to a close um but then also like kind of keep it light and fun right right uh, yeah i think that's great and then it doesn't have to be that but just like i'm just trying to think of something like that right right and then i think we need something to um have them tune in next time like i think we need to think about maybe what we want the uh, the next episode to be about and then at the end we say hey the next episode is going to be about such and such and then it kind of, you know, kind of how they do with movies. They play the first 20 minutes and they get you hooked and then they play the commercials and then you come back to watch the rest of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I like that. I was thinking our next episode should probably be the best movies of the year, but I don't know if that's too too basic or not, but it'll be the end of, it'll be the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. The best movies of the year. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Awesome. What else? Anything else? I don't think so. Oh, how long? How long do you think these episodes should be? How long do you think we should aim for? Um. So, I think it would be cool if it's, um, if it's an hour. Okay. I I don't know. Um, I know like, I don't really. What's weird is I don't really listen to podcasts. The only ones that I listen to, or the only one that I really listen to, is that one that those guys are doing. You know, the um, five dudes with views. But I, if I look at the history of all of their podcasts some of them go into like an hour and a half long and i think that's too long i think an hour is good i think sometimes the some of their topics are too short you know Mm -hmm. if you if you have something that's 15 20 minutes i feel like it's too short so yeah i guess i if i i think i did some research on it once and i think it needs to be somewhere between i don't know 40 minutes and an hour but but I think an hour is a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, I just want to be able to to have the, you know, I guess. Um, I mean, I want it to come across. You know how um, they say, like shows like Survivor, they say that those are uh, whatever you want to call the those are unscripted, but they're really not. You know. Yeah. And and but I want to be prepared so that there aren't any uh, silent spots you know and if there are then i want to have some material that i can pull to talk about if i need to drag it out a little bit longer you know um but if we're gonna um so what's um you know one of the things that i did when i was in college i worked at a um a tv station i worked at the wb and i was a master control operator and so I would have certain TV shows like Roseanne or Saved by the Bell or whatever, and I would have to rewind them in black and then start it at a certain time and then play it and then be ready to press the commercials to go through. And then I would put that little <laughs> that little WB emblem on there and take it off when the commercials were going on and put the, the emblem back on, you know. But what I'm getting at is that and then the other thing that when I was doing the view from 702, I had to make each episode a certain amount of time, but I was throwing in like um, public service announcements in there as well. So for each 30 minute episode, I would really make it about 22 minutes and then I would fill it with eight minutes of public service announcements. Right. But I guess if we, with the structure that we've got here, if you're talking about your fifth place movie for um let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten so if i'm doing the math on that right three 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 okay so six times five is 30 so we would need to talk about it for like six minutes well we'd have the intro for how many ever minutes that is and we'd have the are you gonna watch it uh outro and the uh you know the the hook to get them to come yeah. back so maybe two minutes in the front two minutes on the end 
And then, so then we'd have, uh, what's that, uh, 56 minutes. And then we'd have 10, we're talking about 10 different movies, maybe. Unless some of our, and sometimes like with that um, Five Dudes With You, sometimes their favorite movies are, the, some of them are the same or they're in a different place and they already talked about it, you know? And so they're able to talk about it a little bit more, but then they've got five people talking about five movies, you know? So maybe, maybe our show only needs to be 30 minutes if it's just two people talking about five movies each, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to think about for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for the, I think 30 to 60 minutes is a good thing to aim for. Yeah. Um, the only podcast I listen to is Armchair Expert, and it's consistently over two hours. Oh, is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. I think it's too long. Oh, wow. Um, but also they're famous, so it's okay. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so, but yeah, I think thirty to sixty is a good thing to aim for. I think with this, with this, I think um, we should just leave ourselves a lot of room for flexibility and for it like to be like if it naturally is more like 30 minutes that's I think that's fine we should just let it happen and if it's naturally more like 60 that's fine yeah (laughs) just see how it goes right Um, I also think that the beginning the beginning and the ending if those are going to be more like consistent um items to anchor each episode um I think they could be longer. I think they could be more like five. Okay. Five. Yeah. I mean, I think they could be at least like five minutes of okay. us talking and like reminding people who we are. And um, I mean, I think the reason, one of the things I like about do, doing Christmas movies is because I feel like it like reveals a lot about your personality. <laughs> so, yeah. Like that'll help people like get to know us, you know? And right. Right. Get to know our tastes and, and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, so this just came to my mind, like, like you mentioned in the trailer or that like we, you know, we sell life insurance and like, that could be a fun thing to reintroduce of like, this is the premise of the show. Like we're two people. We just spent all day selling life insurance and now we're, <laughs> now we're going to talk to you about our favorite movies. Right. Um, or even, I mean, maybe, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but like not, I guess not explicitly like what qualifies us for this, but maybe just talking about like why we like movies and all that. And, um, Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I agree. Um, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is, um, I could, I could tell some stories about like, um, have you ever gone to the movie theater and you saw uh, like a triple feature? I have not. No, I, I did that one time. Like, um, I, uh, because for me, um, movies has always been an escape from reality for me, you know? And so it's like, it's a time where you can just go and chill and just be, uh, out of the world for a while, you know? And so for me, it's kind of like the thing that has been, uh, like, I mean, for me, it was either, going to a casino and playing blackjack or poker or whatever to like escape from reality for a while, or it was a movie and the movie was the much safer route to go. It's the much cheaper route. Right. But there were times when 
I would like on a Friday, uh, if nothing else was going on, I might go see three movies on one day, you know, and, so, and I don't think I did that. I mean, the mo- I could do two, but man, it's tough to do three, to sit yeah. through like three, you know, but even when I was like um, in college and I was broke, I would figure out a way to sneak. Like I would, I would, after I got out of one movie, I'd go to the restroom and then come out and then just walk into the next theater <laughs> and I'd have it timed out. Like I'd know what time the next movie was started. And then I started feeling guilty about that. So I'd go back and buy the ticket, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, and then of course I grew up watching HBO and, you know, the police academies and the, uh, just all the, uh, all the stuff that you'd find breakfast club and, and yeah. all that stuff. Right. So, and then my, <clears throat> even though my degree is in radio TV film, I would really say it's more, the film part of it was more of a, a cinema deal because, um, the place where I went to college, they really didn't have the equipment for the film. So really we were, we were the, the film minor, was really you had to do um, a couple of classes, you know, 18 hours. You'd have to do a certain amount of hours in sociology, which I think is, aren't you, isn't your major in sociology? Yeah. Were you yeah, psychology and sociology or what? I was philosophy and sociology. Philosophy and sociology. Yeah. Okay. So I had to do like six hours of sociology movies, which was um, like Wall Street and Trading Places, right? And then I had to do six hours of an English, like uh, old, uh, maybe English films or or uh, silent films or, or something like that. And then I could have um, six hours in a different department. Like it could be, um, it might be uh, elderly movies uh, like Cocoon or it, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Rocky stuff, you know, but it was just kind of a a variance and you would study the character development and different and the music in the movies. That was the cool thing. I remember doing, I wish I had all of those papers because back then I was writing all these papers and um, it was before computers. I mean, when I, I didn't get an email address until I was in college, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And now my daughter gets an email address and, you know, third grade or second grade or whatever. Right. (laughs) And so, but, but back then I had a typewriter and I was typing this, these, these things, you know, pages and pages. And I wish that I still had those because it's not, it's gone, you know? And, but anyway, that's kind of where my, um, uh, my experience came from. What about yours? Where did your, uh, love for movies come from? Um, well, my first, one of my first jobs in high school was working at a movie theater. Really? So yes. um, Basically any movie from summer 2006, I've seen like 10 minute segments of Uh (laughs) right? Uh, going and standing in the movies when, when you have a, have a break. Right. Um, But yeah, I was always, when I was growing up, I was always really a nerd and I loved, I loved reading and, um, like I just loved books and reading uh, stories and um, I love, I love novels especially. And I kind of feel like, like what you were saying of how it's kind of an escape um, and takes you into it out of this world and into a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's some, a feeling that I really appreciated. Um, and I grew up 
you know, I grew up in this small town in Michigan and we didn't travel a lot. And so it was kind of like a way to like experience the world and experience other places and people and ideas. And, um, I still like to read, but I feel like it's evolved. I feel like it's evolved a little bit in, um, in a love of movies. And, um, so yeah, this idea that you can, um, experience other people's stories and experience um the world and like see it and be immersed in it and um you know be a be a part of historical events or like you know people like a boxer from the 20s you can experience what life is like back then and walk in all these people's shoes that are so different from yours um that's something that i have um just always really loved yeah so it, it started for you back in 2006 or really? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that is, uh, I think that's when, and I don't know if I would say, I don't know if I would say this on the show, but, um, I used to, I used to, uh, date this guy and I was really cheap and I never liked to spend money and he was the opposite. And I was like, it kind of scared me a little bit, but he loved going to the movies and we went to the movies all the time <laughs> and, um, and it was so expensive, but it was so great. And then after we broke up, I, you know, I was mad, but I remember like one thing I learned from him is how to like relax and have a good time and like how to, sp- <laughs> you shouldn't spend money on the things that bring you joy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So, um, I am, uh, I'm grateful, grateful to him for that. Cause he, uh, that like through that experience of like that being an activity that we would do together a lot. Um, it made me be like, wow, this, like, this really is, this isn't like a, you know, and especially like it was in New York and so was, tickets were expensive and, um, um, like this may, might be a little bit of a luxury, but it's like, it's a beautiful part of of life is like the storytelling that we get to do through, through modern movies. And so it's worth, it's worth my time and resources. Very cool. Very cool. Um, that, that dude that, um, that Brad got, well, actually two of those guys from that, um, that other movie review show, um, they worked in movie theaters. And I remember, um, Brad, he told me that, uh, I wish he hadn't told me this, but he said that, um, there were people that worked there that would get the, like if, if there were customers that left the, the popcorn uh, containers or the soda containers in the theater, that they would wash those out, right? And because at the end of the night, they would count it, right? They would count the popcorn containers and the, and the soda containers or whatever the cups. And that's how they would, oh man. And so they would, you know, they would pocket, <laughs> these people would pocket the money. <clears throat> or when they had those little tear off tickets, you yeah. know, like they would give somebody a half ticket acting like they already tore off the ticket. And there were people, you know, they were, they were just doing all these scams at these movie theaters, you know, but the other guy, uh, he worked at like two different movie theaters, you know? Um, so um, that's neat that you, that you worked at a theater. Um, I never did. I never did work at a theater. Um, but man, I, I, I remember in Little Rock where I grew up, they had a, this dome theater, just this humongous dome. And it was where you could see movies like Top Gun and I mean, Indiana Jones type stuff. 
and it was just the most amazing thing in the world to go to this particular theater and uh, and then they tore it down um but man that's just such a great memory of my childhood to go in there and it's almost like you're going into a, a planetarium just like this humongous planetarium and it's got like all these stars up here in in the top of it and then the the seats are just lined up like this and you're just man it was just like before you know way before IMAX but just like the total IMAX experience um, yeah. in a in a dome theater was was so cool about that you know and then I went to another theater in um I lived in uh, near Houston for a while and um, there was a, a theater called the Palladium and it had a bowling alley in it and a bar yeah. and it had, um, I remember um, it was when one of the Fast and the Furious movies was playing and they had the, the 4D seats where the, the seats are shaken when you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. like if you're riding around in the car or whatever. Yeah. Um, just amazing, amazing stuff, you know? Um so I, I, this is this is so cool to to be able to uh, to kind of do this thing. And I'm and I'm glad that, you know, it's uh, something that you're interested in as well, because uh, I mean, I think even with what we're doing now, I mean, this is like in my mind, I'm thinking, man, this is like a behind the scenes episode right here, you know, for the <laughs> real big fans. Right. They're like, well, how did they start this? How did they think of this? You know, what was their thought process on this? You know, this yeah. is really this is really good stuff. And we're you know, we're in we're 40 minutes into it, you know, so this is an episode in itself right here. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> we broke the threshold. That's so. Have you ever seen um, Only Murders in the Building? Did you watch that? I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh, you got to watch it. It's on Hulu. It's really funny. <laughs> but they do a podcast on that show and they get like they get like three mega fans that come <laughs> sit, like sit outside their apartment building. It's oh hilarious. wow. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. See, that's what's so cool about this is that I'm going to be introduced to movies that I didn't even know about, you know. And I'm still amazed that you're going to see Die Hard for the first time tomorrow night. Uh, that's one that I could just watch over and over and over, you know, and there's like Shawshank Redemption. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Oh yeah. man. I could watch that one over and over and over, you know? <laughs> and I mean, there's just some that uh, just have just such a huge impact, you know? And, um, and, and I, it's like, I can tell like within the first couple of minutes, sometimes if I, if I think it's going to be a good movie or not. And that yeah. that's kind of frustrating to me sometimes because I'll want to watch something and then I'll try to watch it and I'll be like, Oh man, I can't get into this one. And then I'll try something else. And then I end up watching something that I've seen a million times, you know, just to fill the time or just to feel that, uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's hard to explain. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, wait, so did you ever make it to LA? No, I didn't. Um, I never, I never, I never did. Um, she, you know, she kind of, uh, she kind of, uh, uh, you know, she said no. I mean, I could have, I, I, maybe I should have done it differently. Maybe I should have just, I mean, you know, back then, I mean, I was, 
I was working at the, in the radio TV film department at the school as an equipment manager, making like minimum wage, you know, I wasn't making any money, but it was convenient to have a job there at the school, you know, at, in the same department that I was in. And so, uh, but I mean, maybe I should have put it on a credit card or something. Maybe I should have done it. I mean, I have been to Hollywood, um, but I never, I've been to Hollywood twice, once when I was a kid and once, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. And um, I mean, it's, you know, it's an amazing thing to, to go there. Uh, But uh, I, you know, I look back on that and I think, man, what if, what if, you know, and Mm -hmm. even when, uh, because I've been in insurance for about 18 years and I was an independent agent. I started out with Aflac and commission only. And then um, I was an agent and then I was a coordinator in training and then a district sales coordinator. And so the reason that I, there was a time back in 2015 when I, um, I had an opportunity to move to, to Houston, like I was telling you how I lived there for a while. And I had seen the people, uh, I had seen people make a lot of money with Aflac. I mean, I had seen people become millionaires with Aflac and the ones that made all that money were the ones that moved to take a management role and had a team under them and this, that, and the other. And so I had an opportunity to move to Houston for uh, a management role. And I, at first I, 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 I didn't, I didn't do it. And then I recommended it to a friend and then he was having all this great success and he was like, you need to do it. And so I, I looked at it like back from those, college days when I never took the chance to move to Hollywood. And so I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And I bought an RV and I pulled the RV behind the minivan and I left the RV in uh, Brookshire, uh, Texas, which is like 20 minutes on the other side of Houston. And I would drive uh, every Friday and Sunday, I would drive back and forth like eight hours on Friday and eight hours on Sunday, coming back to the Little Rock area. Wow. And it was just insane, you know, but, but I thought this is it, you know, and I would rather try and fail than to have never tried at all. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, and then that ended up being kind of a overpromise, under deliver type situation where I was supposed to get a certain amount of money for um, an override off of the agents that I had on the team. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that one of the agents who was writing a large majority of the business, he was, he was getting that he had some type of agreement where he, he was getting that additional override on himself. And I started to realize that as the months would go by and I wasn't getting compensated like I thought I was supposed to. And, and then I was like, Oh man. And so that's what kind of, that's what kind of put me in a position to get, that's how I got to Texarkana. Mm -hmm. You know, is that I was like, man, I need to get back closer to little rock. And I started looking at Dallas and Tyler, Texas and Texarkana. And I met a regional manager in Texarkana, hit it off with them. And I thought, okay, this is great. And then ended up finding uh, my dream home here in Texarkana. I always wanted to live on the lake. And so, um, and the houses are so much cheaper here than in Little Rock. You know, I mean, it's like if you wanted to live on the lake in um, Little Rock, you'd probably pay 750000 for a house. Mm-hmm. You know, and then here it's like less than 300,000, yeah. you know, and so um, that was, 
you know, that's so things happen for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. but um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wish I had, I look back on that and I kind of wish I had done it differently, you know, to, to, to try that Hollywood thing and uh, just, you know, didn't do it. So who knows, you know, but then I look at the people that moved out there and there's one guy that he, like he works on behind the scenes stuff for like the magical elves, uh, like the desperate housewives type shows and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so he's all into the behind the scenes type stuff, you know? And then of course, Brad is really one of the, I guess, one of the key people I think of that moved out there and he's lived out there ever since, you know, his friend moved back to the little rock area uh, and they still do the show, you know, um, Oh, cool. You know, so there's one guy that lives in Little Rock. The other guys live in uh, California, but they're still able to do the show, I guess, very similar to way that we're able to, you know. Um, but, uh, but you know, um, I, I he's not, it's not like he's uh, a Tom Cruise or a Brad Pitt, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. that kind of gives me uh, the feeling that, you know, I probably wouldn't have, I mean, very very few people actually make it you know yeah and and then but i but i kind of tie this job into um the the acting perspective because we read from a script and we're kind of like more we're more like voice actors you know yeah. than than um on video actors you know so yeah. and and we have to be able to spin on a dime just like actors do you know so there's a lot of similarities to it yeah. And uh, so I guess that's why I, I, I enjoy um, this kind of work, you know, yeah. and um, but, you know, when I, I don't think I could I could uh, memorize all those lines anyway. <laughs> uh, and if, I don't know if you saw my wall, but I don't know if I shared that in one of the meetings one day or if you saw that. But oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I've got like all this stuff up here as like a teleprompter, you know, and I'm still, I'm still making mistakes. I mean, I'm still forgetting to put macros in there for outbound calls and, and it's like, oh man, you know, and then people are sending me direct messages and they're like, Hey, why didn't you do this? Why do you, and I'm like, oh, geez, you know, you'll get so, it. It's, a, it's yeah. a hard system to learn and there's some, it's always changing. There's nuances to everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, always. Always. No, you're, um, I'm glad you got to go to Hollywood, but yeah, we're, we're following different dreams. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I know you've been to New York quite a few times, and you lived there. Did you ever go to Hollywood, or did you ever want to? I went to Hollywood on a family vacation when I was 16, um, and I have been thinking actually recently that I would really like to go back um, as an adult and see what it's like. And I'm, I'm 32 now. So I'm, oh, I just turned 33, actually. Um, oh, wow. So that was 16. That's more than 16 years ago. So, um, but yeah, I and I'm sure it's changed so much um, since then. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to go back. I, I mean, I think it's a really beautiful place. Um, La La Land is one of my favorite movies also. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what, actually, I'm sorry to be abrupt. Um, I'm on my lunch break. I'm working oh, late geez. shift. And oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't clock, know that. I have to clock back in, but thank okay. you so much for, um, being willing to, um, hop on a call and talk through everything. I feel really good. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right.
Sorry, I didn't mean to do. I didn't know you were on your lunch break. Oh so. no, you don't, don't apologize. <laughs> um, I'm so, I'm sorry to be abrupt and have to go, but um, oh no problem. But you all know, right, I'll I'll be around. We'll talk. Okay, cool. All talk right, to see you, Brent. Thanks for listening to Pitchin' Popcorn with Brent and Tori. We'll see you next time.